the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimbo? Hey, buddy. We just made it back alive from Arizona. What a great time we had out there, huh? Yeah, so you stayed until Monday, right? Yeah, I just came back yesterday. That's right. Nice. We we left we left early on Sunday morning. So you and I both went to Sedona, not together, but we went with our spouses. It was fun, right? Sedona is stunning. I mean, Amani and I had been to the Grand Canyon three times before, and she kept saying right when we got to Sedona that this looks like we're inside the Grand Canyon, and that's sort of what it felt like, the rock formations and the sunsets and the people and the air and the sun. It was just fantastic. Yeah, so I heard it's like people call it like a vortex, like an energy vortex. Did you hear the same thing? Well, it's an, it's interesting. I think it used to be like a sleepy little mining town or just a little pass through down in that canyon. And then some lady came along in the 80s and declared that there were these vortexes that came out of the ground that gave energy to people. So there was a lot of woo-woo crystal sales and, and you could get your aura checked by a camera and all these kind of hippie things. And so I think since then, the city has really grown. There's about 10,000 people that live there now. But the city's only been incorporated since 1989, so it's got a short history. Well, my guess is from what you just told me, you probably heard that on your tour. That's right. So we took that. <laughs> you drove. You drove yourself. So we had a crazy driver. He 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 must have told 30 stories about dumb people who rented a vehicle and went out on the off roads on their own and then got stuck. So, <laughs> We had a blast. I'm glad we didn't have a tour because we, we talked about either doing the pink tours or um, we had, we talked about doing a helicopter tour, which was kind of bizarre with the whole Kobe Bryant thing. And then we ultimately just said, hey, let's do let's do these ATVs. Four and a half hours, man. And you're out on your own. It, it was awesome. They give you like they give you maps and they give you turn by turn pictures. And it was we didn't have any issues at all. It was a it was a lot of fun. I, I've never been out. I've been out on ATVs, but not those kinds like it's like the two seaters and they give you you know like eight bottles of water and we took our own food out there it was it was incredible it was just stunning views too yeah i was holding on for dear life my man drove like a maniac because we, we were doing two ridges in three hours and so i literally my uh 
phone or my watch gave me credit for like 8,000 steps. I was bouncing around so much it thought I was actually walking and I was, luckily we had these hand grips on our handrails up above the Jeep and I was holding on for dear life. I was certainly cursing our friend Stephen Lefkoff, who's the one who told me to do this in the first place. <laughs> Oh, that's really fun. Don McClure had recommended that to us as well, but we just decided, hey, let's do the ATV thing because it let us drive when we got to go at our own pace and everything. I, the the one thing we did miss out on was just you know having a guide tell us about things, but we we had a lot of fun. It was it was really good. But you want you want to jump into the uh, the Zapathon? Well, that's of course what got us to Arizona was we sort of threw together over the last three months this idea that we would have a two-day workshop, not a conference, but rather a workshop where our friends from the community joined us in Phoenix for two solid days of working on their business and specifically working on automation inside their business. Yeah, and it was really, I think it was eye-opening. It was a really, I, I think our going into it, we had way different expectations as to how things would play out. We had, if you've looked at the agenda, it was a very, very ambitious agenda. There were a lot of things that we wanted to cover. And, you know, this is, I, I don't want to ruin the ending for you all, but we didn't go through the agenda. It was kind of a, uh, we, we had to shift uh, in the middle of things. It was it was really interesting how things played out, don't you think? It was certainly a hard event to plan because we weren't sure when we announced the event about people's experience levels. And when we got there, I think we had overestimated people's experience levels. I mean, we had 30 attendees that did sell out. And I would say that 10 of them started off the day by announcing that they had never even zapped or had turned on a zap or had a zap account. So we were really starting from scratch there at the beginning and, and things sort of went off the rails there at the beginning because we, like you said, overestimated everyone's talent level or experience level. Yeah, and we did that the pre-event survey, and one of the questions we asked was just, you know, what's your skill level? And we had, I think it was a scale of one to five. I think it was one to five. And I think people, for the most part, overestimated their abilities a little bit. And part of that is it's kind of like whenever you ask someone like what your pain level is, it's very subjective. It's not a, a it's not a very accurate tool to assess things. And maybe we that's it's a good lesson for us on asking that question because it may not be a good question because people may think that their level their ability level is is higher than what it was. Some people didn't fill out the survey, but for the most part, people did. And uh, lucky, luckily, we had Kelsey Bratcher because Kelsey Bratcher is a pro. Kelsey Bratcher is very analytical. He he knows what he's doing when it comes to this stuff. He really knows what Zapier and where it was. I think where things started to go off the rails at the beginning. And just so everyone knows, it went off the rails at the beginning, but then we brought it back and things went really, really well. But the it went off the rails at the very beginning because Kelsey got into some things that we thought were very, very basic, but they were sort of bedrock principles. And we got stuck on that because some people's skill levels were a little bit less. And the other part of it is, is the people that were really advanced, it really did nothing for them at the very beginning because they were just very bedrock principles. So if people like Paul Yakubaitis, who is a basically a pro when it comes to Zapier, it didn't really do anything for him. So we were in a very interesting situation and by by lunchtime on day one, we threw the agenda out the window. I mean, it was we we weren't going to cover it at all. It was we we ended up going through a couple more things on it, but we found a better way of approaching things as the day progressed. 
Well, I always knew that we were going to have to keep the agenda fluid because I wasn't sure how far we were going to get. I wasn't sure at what speed we were going to get. But I think just right now, we probably don't need to overestimate the familiarity of our listeners with Zapier. So basically, what we were trying to do was to introduce the guests at the conference to this concept of Zapier. Zapier is a piece of software that allows you to connect one piece of software to another. It's sort of like a bridge software. So basically, what it's really good at is moving data from one database to another or helping you automate little bits and pieces of your practice. And so the purpose of the Zapathon was to highlight the technology for our visitors and then to work with them to help automate their own practices, to find things that are redundant or that they were doing over and over or that they didn't like doing and just sort of think through what could we do to automate that or streamline it or speed it up. And so we had you and I and then Kelsey Bratcher, as you mentioned, he was the star of the show. And then he brought his trusty sidekick, Brandon Beeman, and the four of us were sort of advising people after we reconfigured the event. And you're right. So Kelsey wanted to show something cool at the beginning to demonstrate to people what Zapier could do and what automation could do. And we did that a little too early, I think. I think if we'd done that at the very end, people would have seen how things fit together. But we tried to show them the principles by walking them through a pretty complicated 12-step zap. And it was only when we realized that people were confused and left behind and frustrated that we, like you said, threw the script out and just got into real basic uh, zaps and real basic steps. I mean, we got out pen and paper and started drawing out things that people wanted to work on. And I think my favorite part of the entire workshop was when Elise, so it's Elise Bowie or Bowie, I think it's Bowie, I know how to spell her name, but not, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. But Elise uh, had never built a Zap. She had never opened Zapier, I don't think. Maybe maybe she'd set up her account. Uh, other than that, she had never built a Zap. And the moment – do you remember the moment whenever she started clapping and cheering because she built her first Zap? It was, was amazing. It was like, okay. It was like a – just a great moment. And I, it was – a ton of those, right? There, it was once we got past the morning, we started really. We we turned the tables on everyone, had them start building because you could tell people were antsy to get building on things. They wanted to share ideas and they wanted to get building on their zaps. Once we started doing that with people, and you you started getting these light bulb moments all over the room, and it was incredible it was so cool i mean to you and i we've used zapier forever right a long time and it was kind of basic stuff but then to see these light bulb moments going on like to see julie siegel go from just completely frustrating and ready to leave right to then building out zaps and like being super excited about things was just incredible to watch. It was a really interesting thing. I mean, you've got a room of 30 people, right, in this in this tight room and like we couldn't have sold another seat. I mean, it, we were we were booked, right? There and you you're in close confines with each other and you get to see everyone interacting and working and just grinding away and you see the frustrations and you see the excitement because I mean, you could watch a person sitting at their computer and notice that they're, they've hit a wall, and they've, they've got that frustration that we've all had when we're using an automation. We're trying to figure it out, and you know, 
someone like Brandon will go over there and help them fix whatever it is, whatever error was happening. And then boom, they've just saved themselves, you know, 20 minutes a day. And they're so excited about it. It was such a cool experience to see, wasn't it? Yeah, for sure. And to see that light bulb go off. And Brandon had said at some point during the conference that, you know, with Zapier and with automation, there's a lot of times where you're banging your head just trying to find that one little piece that unlocks everything. And I certainly experienced it myself during the conference. But then to see, I mean, I was really proud of the people that came. I mean, so many of the people came sort of based solely on, you know, wanting to automate and, you know, our promise that we were going to try to help them do that and to see the the leaps and bounds that people uh, were able to take. I mean, Jesse Chappelle came up to me in the middle of the second day and said that she had figured out a way to save uh, her staff members an hour and a half a day. And what they had been doing is they would get leads in from Vonage or from their weekend phone service, and then they would spend all this time inputting that data manually into their CRM. And so with Zaps and with Kelsey's help, she was able to set it up so that now that data just cut through all the human elements and just ended up where they wanted the data to be at the outset. Yeah, and there are, I mean, gosh, we could talk all day about the cool Zaps. Sandy Van, she came up with one that was really cool where they will input some data in FileVine when it comes to a, a, a check. So let's say it's time to cut checks for an injury case. And so you got you to write the provider checks, you got the client check, the attorney's fee check. You, what you could do is input all of that. Once you've put all that information into FileVine, which you've already put it there anyways, you click a button and it will generate all of that as pending checks in QuickBooks so that one day a week you go in, you print all your checks in one, one click which I thought was just amazing. If you've ever used QuickBooks online, it's it's it can be a pain in the butt to to create checks. If you've got, you know, more than a few checks, you're you're doing it it takes a while. So to have that feature built in, you built that zap, that saves hours upon hours upon hours upon time, uh, a, a month of time. And so it that's a really really cool one I I heard. Let's pause for a brief word from our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsor, Smith AI. Smith AI is a superior receptionist service for law firms, trusted by many maximum lawyers, including me. At my immigration practice, the hacking law practice, Smith's friendly U.S.-based receptionists respond to potential clients in English or Spanish, screen and schedule new leads, and even take payment for our consults. The best part is that they don't just handle these conversations by phone. They also have live agents and chatbots capturing leads on our website through their chat widget. They serve as our friendly gatekeepers while my team and I work uninterrupted. We get new clients and we get work done. How awesome is that? If you're in a solo or small firm, I know you'll appreciate this. Plans start at just $70 a month for calls and $100 a month for chats. They even offer a totally free chatbot, so there's no excuse. Try Smith AI today and see for yourself why attorneys like me say Smith AI receptionists are the secret to business growth. Smith AI offers a free trial and maximum lawyer listeners get an extra $100 discount with promo code MAXLAW100, that's M-A-X-L-A-W-1-0-0. Sign up and learn more at www.smith.ai. Trust me when I say, don't let another day go by, try Smith AI. We're back on the Maximum Lawyer Podcast talking about our recent Zapathon and automation. You know, it was fun for me to watch Kelsey sort of develop himself and his own skills during the conference. You know, he and I have been working together for about three years, and this was his first 
real public event. And I know he was frustrated. He felt like he wasn't reaching people at the beginning. And just to see him sort of open up and start to interact with people once we realized that we needed, like you said, to throw the agenda out the door and just get to work. He worked real hard the night in between the two nights to build out this sort of campaign that he was going to try to share with us. And just right there on the fly, he dropped all that again and just shifted to showing everybody how to do it ourselves one by one, how to open up a Google Sheet, how to open up a Google Form, how to connect the things and how to make a simple zap. And so for me, it was fun just to watch Kelsey himself develop, just like everybody else who was there. I mean, everybody, I think, you know, we passed that microphone around the middle of the second day and people were just chiming in on what they had learned and what they had developed. And then in the second day, we sort of broke off into groups based on skill level because that was really the, the two wild cards in running a Zapathon like this. The two wild cards were, you know, everybody's variant skill level and everybody's variant software. So the second day, we really tried to couch it more in terms of, you know, general themes like how to automate your calendar as opposed to talking specifically about acuity or Calendly or something like that. Yeah, the, the different technologies was the definitely the second biggest hurdle. And honestly, might have been the biggest hurdle if you really think about it because everyone's using different things. A lot of people were using FileVine. A lot of people were using Clio. But then you had just a scattering of different softwares that people were using like Lawmatics, some people were using that, a lot of different you know, Infusionsoft, whatever it may be. And so that that made things really difficult at times. But I will say, some, I think some of the biggest breakthroughs came on day two when we broke down into the smaller groups. And I was, I was a little apprehensive about it. I was a little scared that it wasn't going to work because I thought once the groups might, they split up because we, we, we sent the advanced people into another room. Um, not even in the room, into the hallway. I mean, so they weren't even in the same room anymore. So I was a little bit worried about, okay, are we going to lose some of that that feel of the group? And it ended up working really, really well. We we ended up having more room in our respective areas. People were tossing ideas around the room. And I think people that were more advanced, they got more out of it in their group. I think the people that were less advanced got more out of it because they were working on more basic things, the bedrock principles. And they were building that momentum, and I think momentum was really, really important. And 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 most, I think most people, the the vast majority of people, reached that momentum level where whenever they left, they were ready to go out and build more, and they were they were prepared for it. I, I don't, I don't, I think it would be unfair to say that everyone left with that momentum, but I think that I think the vast majority of people left excited and were they knew how to build zaps and they were prepared for it and had all these great ideas and it was such a cool thing to see. Well there's certainly no substitute to getting out of your office and working on your business. You know, I, I mean one of the members had said to me, Well, you know, I need to go before we started on the second day he said, I need to go do my one hour of work today what he meant go check emails and move things along back to the office. But to me you know, what we were doing was the ultimate working on your business and fixing problems, systemic problems, as opposed to one-offs where you're just fixing the urgent matter of the day. This is about really finding that incremental improvements. And so, you know, that's one thing Kelsey talked about a lot is that we are always trying to just make things a little bit better, a little bit better. And with Zapier, once you zap one connection, you just keep moving down the chain to automate something. So like getting that data into your CRM you know, after that, you might be able to automate an email that goes out of it that's going to save you, you know, the first 10 minutes on opening a new case. You can automate sending an email to the new client. 
so you don't even have to think about it. It's just automatic. You know, it's funny. I don't know if you were there for this conversation with Mark Bleeman. Um, Mark Bleeman was actually uh, Mark Bleeman actually saw me speak at Legal X, which is why he joined Maximum Lawyer, which is why he came to the Zapathon. And he sent his text. Sent a text to his, his wife early on because you know you know how these these conferences we go to they normally are you go in a room people talk at you and that's it right and this wasn't that this was a workshop and he was so frustrated on day one where he sent his wife a text like I, I can't figure this stuff out you know we're we're having to go through you know try to build these apps and learn these things and it's frustrating and she sent us a text back to him saying congratulations uh, on breaking out of the mold and not going to the same stupid conference and it was sort of it was a it was a light bulb moment for him like you know what you're right this isn't this isn't the same old conference where they talk at you and that actually convinced him to sign up for max law con 2020 which i thought was really interesting just seeing his evolution because he even told me too he's like he's like tyson i was you know that morning first morning of day one i was ready to leave i I couldn't figure out any of this stuff and it was it was so frustrating and it was so cool to see how he had gone from that to then okay i'm excited i'm ready to go to maxwell con 2020 it was really cool and all the credit to him and everybody who came i mean it's not easy you know yeah they paid money to come but really it's the time to give up the time to just sort of be with other people and i'm just right now envisioning the room and i'm looking at everybody in my mind you know, working hard, and I can't, I can't help but thank people like Melanie Leonard and Paul Yakobitis who really swung into action and helped their neighbors and, you know, helped people get those light bulb moments. And it's funny because when we announced the event, Ryan McKean tweeted out that he thought that this was the future of law conferences, sort of more, like you said, more hands-on stuff, less talking at you. And I wasn't really sure what he meant, but I, I certainly saw it while we were there, I certainly saw how, you know, you know, not everybody is willing to come to a conference and not everybody needs to learn how to do their software. But I think conceptually, you need to understand the software so that you can unlock the uh, potential of automation. Yeah. And uh, there are people that are probably thinking right now, well, I just pay somebody to build it. And I gave the example of you and you talked about a little bit too, of where you can pay someone to build this stuff, but if you don't have an understanding of it, you won't use it. And you, you had that same problem where you you had paid someone a lot of money to build out some stuff for Infusionsoft and you just didn't use it because it's too complicated. And having that basic understanding that you have now is crucial so that you and Kelsey can communicate on a regular basis about this stuff. You all talk intimately about your systems because you understand them. And that's a big part of all of this. I mean, I, I'm more of the DIY where I like to build my own stuff. I don't like to – because that way I can – explain it to my team of people, right? But people like to do different things. And so I understand the people that like to, to pay someone to build it. It's 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 faster. It's probably built a little bit better. But either way, I think you still need to have that basic understanding of your systems, who, no matter who builds it, so that you know how to use it. Because if you don't know how to use it, it's pointless. What did you learn while we were out in Phoenix? What did I learn? I, I learned a lot. I was I came back and I talked to Candace, our operations manager, uh, just about like I was a little disappointed that I I wasn't able to build out a bunch of the stuff that I wanted to because we were going around you know talking to people and helping them out and which I know that was a part of the deal, right? Like we we uh, I was just sort of jokingly talking about how I was disappointed because I've got all these new ideas. I mean I've got a book of zaps that I want to build out. I mean that's one of the biggest things that I build. Another thing is is that. Whenever you do a workshop, you were very, very smart to say, let's not put times on the agenda <laughs> because uh, it was a it was a wise decision by you because 
if we were locked into times, it would have really, we would have been screwed. So I, I definitely learned that whenever you're doing a workshop, you need to, it does need to be more of a, a fluid agenda. I, I didn't learn this, but it's something that it just solidified it. It's more about the relationships when you go to these things than it is about the content. I think that if you, this was a room of people that we had never met before um, and never communicated with, it might have been pretty harsh in the first morning. There might have been some angry people, if I'm being completely honest with you. But we have such a great group of people in Max Law that we, we, we sort of banded together and to work things out and to figure things out. And there's that understanding, you know, that, that I don't know if you'd get from a group of people, 30 people that you don't really know. And I thought that that was very just, it was refreshing. You know, it was really refreshing because there was so much positivity in that room. It, it just, it felt good because like I said, it could have turned out awful for us after the first morning, but it, it, it didn't, we, we banded together, we worked it out and it was awesome. What about you? Yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, we could have had an angry mob on our hands there at the beginning. And I don't mean to sound dramatic or to make it sound like it was horrible, but there was this energy shift when people sort of got it into their mind that they were just going to work on their thing and we were all going to work on it together. The cool thing I think was that you and I and Kelsey, all of us were completely transparent. I mean, we right out of the box, we're like, you know, I know this is frustrating. We're going to shift gears. Kelsey was like, I hate this. I hate being, I hate being on stage. I really feel like I need to reconfigure and go clear my head, which he did. And then once we got to people where they were, um, you're right. We have such a great group and such a positive group that everybody just sort of trusted us and trusted each other. And that's really where this energy came from. I mean, the difference in energy on the first day versus when we passed the mic around the second day. People came back with tons of ideas the second day. Elise said that she had dreamt of zaps. I'm sure people went back to their office yesterday on Monday and were like, oh my gosh, we have all these things that we can do. And so it's really more about just opening people's minds to the possibilities. I think that's the greatest value. I agree. You just made me think about Charlotte Erd- Erdman, where she went from pretty much knowing nothing about zaps. And then by the time she left, I feel like she had really advanced. Like she had gone to like an, at least an intermediate level. It was the, just the shift and like she went from like basic to like intermediate in no time it was really incredible the things that she was she was building out I, I just the growth in people was just amazing you said charlotte erdman but you meant charlotte christian oh yeah i'm so sorry you're right um i don't know yeah charlotte christian yes that's what i meant but she, yeah she just the advancements she made were just incredible it's one other thing that was cool was that we had a coach there, we had a chiropractor there, we had a tax CPA there as well. So it was an interesting group and, and the dynamic was great. And, you know, we had nice social events two nights. Our good friends, Billy Tarasio and Chad Burton hosted us for a quick happy hour on Wednesday night. It was great seeing them. We also had those two guest speakers. Chad came and talked about sort of the future of automation. And then Kelsey, through his old Infusionsoft connections, was able to get Cody Jones is in charge of integrations at Zapier to come talk to us. And that was a real treat for us as well. Yeah. And we weren't sure if we were going to get Cody until the last minute. And it was, it was really good to have him come because he was able to, you know, he was very open about the product. You know, like it was really interesting. I think Zapier is super easy to use. Some people don't. And he said, he was very honest. He said, I, I don't think Zapier is easier to use. Um, and I don't know if he said that in the group or if he said it just to me, but, and, and a couple other people, but it was really interesting. Um, to see someone that's, you know, he's 
pr- promoting a product basically and being honest like hey we're trying to make this easier it's not the easiest thing to use right now we want to make it easier and he talked about kind of where they were headed and that was that was really good and i i wish we would have had chad speak on day one because he was he really broke down automation in such a basic way it was cool it was a really cool way of explaining automation and and how technologies work and he, it was sort of a teaser as to what his presentation at MaxwellCon 2020 will be and so I'm actually really excited about that now but it was a really it was it was cool I, I wish we would have had him on day one but it was it was just overall a, a great event well the cool thing about Cody coming was that he he wanted to see what it was that we were doing he thought that it was idea he said that they you know we called it a Zapathon he said they have internal Zapathons where they're working on in their company fixing zaps and also about just sort of brainstorming on other ways to use zaps. And so for him, I think he got a real kick out of seeing 30 business owners, mostly lawyers, you know, taking time out of their schedule to come learn his software. I mean, I I guess it's got to be sort of fulfilling for a fast growing company like that. I I really agree. And you know what? You asked me what I learned. I think what, how I would, I want to shift a little bit. I want to ask you, how do you think we could change it a little bit? So I, I've got my ideas. How do you think you would change it next time? Well, I think that we should do it again. And I think that when we do, that you and I should handle the first up until lunch and then sprinkle Kelsey in, in that first session, you know, really break it down. You know, what is a zap? Like really keep it basic for the level of people. And then the other thing I think we do, we need to break down into groups faster based on experience level. I also would think that the best thing to do would be to segregate people based on their primary CRM, either Filevine or Clio. That was sort of a half and half split. There were people that used other things like my case, but I think that we'd probably be more effective if we did it. Okay, we're going to do one for Filevine users or one for Clio users or room A is Filevine users and room B is Clio users, stuff like that. I think those are really good ideas. Um, one thing that I was thinking, of, so I, I agree with all those. One thing I was thinking about, though, is bringing in more industries because the reason why is I feel like you, we, we, we mentioned my, mentioned Josh, the chiropractor, and Larry Weinstein. He's a, a CPA. And then we had – who was the coach? Who was the coach that we had in there? Melanie Leonard. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And Melanie, yeah, Melanie Leonard, who all brought different – they they brought different things and there were I think some of the biggest breakthroughs were from those people. And Larry Weinstein came up with something that will help absolutely everybody. And I'll see if I can get him to share it. Maybe he can talk about it when we have him on the show. But he he built out these several zaps where he records a video and uploads it to Google Drive and through a series of zaps it gets transcribed, it gets uploaded to YouTube, to LinkedIn, to Facebook, and it does, I mean, it goes to his assistant, to, I mean, it's, it is a vast system of things that all he did was shoot the video and upload it to Google Drive. And so it, it may be worth opening it up to other industries just so we get those different perspectives on things so we're, we don't have that tunnel vision. I agree, my man. All right, so let's wrap it up. I want to remind everybody, sign up for MaxLawCon 2020. If you don't, you're going to regret it. If you want to truly focus on building your practice and, and making it the best practice, and maybe you don't want to make a firm. That's fine. Maybe you just want to have a better life. I, I, MaxLawCon 2020 is, is where to go. Um, with the lineup of speakers that we have for you, 
if you don't go, you're going to miss out on a lot. And I, I want you all to grow with us because uh, Jim and I learn a lot from these presenters. We, we learn from you, but we've got a great group of people. And so we really, really hope you, you'll come. I also want to rem- ask you all, if you will, go to the Facebook group, join there and get involved because there's so much great activity going on every single day, so much learning going on, and I, you'll get a lot out of it by going. All right, Jimbo, what's your hack of the week? So it was suggested by our friend Chad Burton during the closing part of the Zapathon to check out a podcast on automation. It's called Automators, and it's actually by a lawyer, uh, Dave Sparky. So I'm excited about that. I started listening to the first episode, and the first episode was all about calendaring and automation. So I think anyone who attended the Zapathon who's interested in automation, check out that podcast, Automators. And on that note, Kelsey Bratcher has a podcast that's on hiatus at the moment, but going back and listen to those episodes, that'll also help you with automation. I downloaded Automators. I've not started listening yet, but I, I definitely want to. My tip is a book called The China Study. And I'd heard about The China Study from John Fisher. He had posted about it. And then a couple, a couple other people had commented about it. And it's it's about it's basically about a massive study. I'm not going to go into all the details, but basically about diets in, in the Philippines and in China. And it's really eye-opening to the point where Amy and I are adjusting our diets. We're not going to diet, but we're adjusting our diets and we're removing a lot of, you know, animal proteins out of it. It, it I, I just recommend that you listen to that you listen to it because it's a, it's just at the at the base level it's eye-opening and it, and you may never change your diet if you listen to it or if you read it. But I'm I'm listening to it now and it's, or I, I finished listening to it and it's just. Man, it's eye-opening. If you, if you, I know that Jim, you and I talked about it over at the conference, and you've not read it, but I, I recommend that you do because it is, it's, it's insane. I, I'm not gonna, I, I don't want to give any of the details because if I tell you some of the details, it might ruin the book for you because it's, I didn't expect what I was gonna hear. So that's, that's my tip of the week, Jimbo. It's good talking to you, man. I'm, I'm glad we, uh, we had a successful Zapathon, and I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Hi, right, brother. Talk to you later. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.